Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 148, Christmas Eating Choices and Decisions. Today, we're exploring some questions that you can ask yourself to help you make festive eating and drinking choices that future you will thank you for. But before we begin, have you considered gifting yourself or asking for support with creating the health and weight that you want in 2024? Seriously, what could be more beneficial and longer lasting than gifting yourself support to create a relationship with food, yourself and your life that you want so that you can be the weight you want to be and optimise your health through finding the right balance for you between eating for nutrition and nourishment and comfort and pleasure? That's what the Lose Weight Live Life programmes are all about. The secret to healthy weight loss is understanding why you overeat or emotionally eat and solving that at the root cause level. This means understanding why you may be turning to food for pleasure or comfort, or you may be turned to food to avoid feeling fed up or to help you switch off at the end of the day. And it's about helping you find alternative ways to give you what you need and want alongside discovering how to enjoy food whilst losing weight. There are two ways you can work with me right now. One is to work with me privately in my three-month Finding Food Freedom program, where you have weekly coaching sessions with me on Zoom and a whole lot more. And the other way is to join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy as a VIP member, which gives you annual membership and six laser-focused private coaching sessions to either help you get started or to support you as needed throughout the year. You can find out more about private coaching at the www.thebestyou.coach forward slash private. And you can find out more about VIP membership of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy at thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll. Okay, so then let's talk about festive eating and drinking and choices and decisions. I want to offer you that you can have an amazing Christmas without overeating and overindulging. In fact, I believe your Christmas will be oh so much better if you don't overeat and overindulge. I think your willingness to look at your relationship with food and drink during the festive season is very telling. So much can be learned from seeing your habitual ways of being around food and drink and your willingness to make changes. And if you're resistant to doing that, you're going to want to lovingly and compassionately ask yourself why with curiosity. What is it that you're so afraid of changing in your relationship with food? What do you think you would be missing out on? What do you think would be so hard about that? Okay, one of the biggest challenges for those of you who want to lose weight and be healthier by changing how you eat is that the chances are you've been indoctrinated to believe that you need to adhere to a certain diet in order to lose weight. And when that diet doesn't align with any festive food and drink enjoyment, and so you think you've got to choose to either stick to your diet which may well have felt depriving and miserable if you had tried doing that in the past, or you might think the alternative is to choose to not diet, 
tell yourself you will enjoy eating over the Christmas period. You may even consider that you're going to eat like a normal person over the Christmas period. And then you kind of brace yourself for going back to your diet again in January. Unfortunately, a history of dieting can lead us to feeling slightly traumatized around the idea that even paying attention to how we're eating over the festive period can bring up feelings that you associate with previous diets. So it might be that it's bringing up feelings, as I said, of deprivation, restriction, or maybe anticipated failure, misery, and more. But I promise you, it doesn't need to be that way. So start with asking yourself, am I willing to explore my relationship with food during this festive season? Ask yourself, do I want to? What are the reasons I do? And what are the reasons I don't? And as I said, asking yourself this question can give you so much useful insight into any previous diet trauma as well as unconscious food and Christmas eating beliefs that might be keeping you stuck. And it will direct you or kind of signpost you to some inner work that might help you with your overall relationship with food before you even get started on figuring out what and how you want to eat this Christmas. And by the way, if you're in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy, please do share what comes up for you in our Facebook community, and then we can explore that together. Okay. For the moment, what I want to do next is I want to look at six specific questions to help you make choices future you will thank you for this Christmas. And the first one is that when you're making a decision on whether or not to have something, I want you to ask yourself, am I hungry? Am I hungry? And by that, I mean, am I physically hungry? It's such a simple question and it should seem so obvious, but the truth is most of us don't base our eating decisions around our hunger. We don't base it on whether or not we're hungry. It's almost an alien concept as if what has eating got to do with hunger. But if we did, oh, it would be so much easier to be healthy. So I want you to consider if you are contemplating a mid-afternoon piece of Christmas cake snack or that second helping of dinner, I want you to pause and take a deep breath and ask yourself, am I hungry? And if you're not, you might find yourself thinking, no, I'm not hungry, but I want it. You might then want to ask yourself, OK, if I'm not physically hungry, if not, it's not the food and the nutrition and the nourishment that I want, what am I hungry for? And when you notice that you're not hungry, you might also be like, OK, how about we have it, whether it's the mince pie or the second helping or the Christmas cake slice when we are hungry? I want you to offer that to you as an option. So, yes, there's some work to be done by looking at what you might be hungry for if you're not hungry for food. And it could be for connection, pleasure, comfort escaping some uncomfortable emotion. But what I want you to consider is, okay, let's have the food when we are physically hungry. So that might look like putting the second helping in some Tupperware and having it for lunch the next day. Or it might look like putting the piece of Christmas cake aside and planning to have it at the end of your meal at dinner, whilst also maybe taking into consideration that you want to have a slightly smaller dinner so that it's part of your usual amount of food and not in addition to it. Can you imagine that doing this throughout the festive period would be you taking a massive step forward in creating a relationship with food aligned with your weight and health goals for a number of reasons. Firstly, you're practicing delayed gratification. You're showing your brain that the food you want isn't a choice between now or never. It's a choice between now and a time where you will get more from the food than you're getting from it right now in the moment. Secondly, you're learning to look inwards and listen to your body and use that as your guide to how you want to eat and when you want to eat. And thirdly, 
you're practicing conscious thinking around food, something that you may be used to doing only when dieting, and you want to show yourself that you can pay attention to how you're eating without deprivation and restriction. It's really important to help you heal any diet trauma. And a follow-on question to this might be, have I had enough yet? You see, whilst, of course, what we eat makes a significant difference to our weight and health, how much we eat likely has an equal, if not a greater impact on our weight and health. If you have a history of gaining weight over the Christmas, chances are it's not because you ate chocolate, cheese and Christmas pudding. Chances are it's because of the quantity of chocolate, cheese and Christmas pudding that you ate. What if you had all the festive foods you want, but you ate them when you were hungry and you didn't overeat them? What would that look like for you? Even more questions for you to ask yourself there. But anyway, the second question I want to ask you is I want you to consider how will this food and drink nourish my body? I think it's really important for us to get honest with ourselves and notice and pay attention to how much we eat and drink that does nothing for nourishing our bodies and giving it the nutrients it needs. Now, I want to be really clear here. This is not about judging those foods. This is not about judging yourself for wanting those foods, nor is it labeling those foods as good or bad. This is about you paying attention to the nutritional value of the foods you're eating, because it's probably one of the greatest indicators of your future health, if not the greatest indicator. And yet most of us spend more time, I don't know, learning how to use our iPhones than we do paying attention to learning about the foods that keep our body healthy and nourished. I invite you to be curious about the nutrients, the foods that you're giving yourself and think about what you can do to take care of yourself and give your body what it needs and treat it as the greatest asset that you have, which it is. Now, I keep saying to myself that one day I will make a visual plan of a typical supermarket layout and highlight those aisles with foods that are nourishing for those bodies and those aisles with foods that aren't. And I'm really curious to see what the floor space or the shelf space ratio split would look like between nourishing foods and non-nourishing foods. Do I think it would be 50-50, 40-60, 30-70? I kind of think it could even be more like 20-80. One day I will look at that and see what I discover. Now, I'm not suggesting you should only eat foods that nourish your body, but I am suggesting you should be more mindful of foods that do and don't and pay attention to whether you're giving yourself enough nourishment. When you think about giving yourself lots of nourishing food and you're only eating when you're hungry, you're going to find that you're naturally eating less of the foods that hinder weight loss and contribute to weight gain. You're going to feel so much better. The third question that I would love you to ask yourself as you contemplate your food decisions this festive season is, what would be even better than this? Okay, what would be even better than this? This is a good question to ask yourself if you're faced with the dregs of the quality street tin that no one else is eating. Ask yourself, what would be even better than this? You deserve the best for you and your body, whether your eating choices are based on that fuel and nutrition and nourishment that I spoke about or the comfort and the pleasure. If you can create a habit of pausing and asking yourself what would be even better than this, it goes a step towards reminding yourself that you are 100% worthy of the best care and the best pleasure. And the choice to not have something does not need to be about depriving yourself. It can be about saving, savoring, looking forward to even something even better. You could even ask this question more specifically and in a different way. For example, What can I choose or plan for instead of this 
food item I'm considering, that will give me the food pleasure and the festive experience I want and simultaneously support my weight and health desires. When you ask your brain questions like this, it will find the answers. For example, this month in the Academy, we are working through our festive workbook, which is designed to help members create the December they want. And I wanted to do the work myself, of course, so I ordered myself a copy and it's been really interesting to notice my default thoughts around festive eating, even after having done this work for some years. What I noticed is that on the days between Christmas and New Year, where we're not visiting or hosting others, I have the opportunity to eat as normal. And my brain didn't like that. My brain wasn't sure that I wanted to do that, even though I know I don't want to gain weight over Christmas. My brain wanted those days to be special. And of course, I know I can make them special in non-food ways, so I can really focus on that. But I also wanted to consider, okay, how do we make those days special? And how can we have those days also support our goal of not gaining any weight at all over the festive season? I also reminded myself what my default had been historically. And really that looked like eating between Christmas and New Year, really just eating leftovers, leftover Christmas meal food, leftover cheese, leftover Christmas gifts, leftover cake and chocolate and all the things. But I know I don't want to do that because if I do, I will feel rubbish. My body doesn't respond well now if I eat a lot of ultra processed foods. So asking myself the question, what can I choose or plan for instead of that? What would be even better? What will give me the food pleasures and festive experience I want and support my weight and health desires? What does that look like? And of course, my brain did come up with some suggestions and it's very simple. For me, that looks like planning a special evening meal with a delicious salad and having some smaller portions of the Christmas leftover cheese with that instead of what I might have done previously, which is eat a normal meal and then have a plate of cheese late in the evening with some wine. It looks like me organising a lovely and delicious seafood platter for the family instead again of having another meal of leftovers with all the trimmings. Yes, it means I want to be more organised. It means I want to get really savvy with freezing leftovers before they go off. It means I want to get my shopping very organised for that period. And it's very doable when I'm organising, when I'm thinking about all of this ahead of time. It's so much more difficult in the moment when you've not got anything in the fridge other than all of those Christmas leftovers that I've mentioned. And you kind of like you might even be craving a little bit of sort of more nourishing, fresh and wholesome food but it's not available to you. So much easier when you plan ahead. All right, the next question I want you to ask yourself is, what does having this food and drink mean to me and why? This is a question to ask yourself before you buy or start something. For example, if you are contemplating buying a bottle of Baileys and the Baileys consumption has come up a number of times in the academy in recent weeks, because of course it's on offer everywhere right now. As soon as you walk into the supermarket, it's right there in front of you. I want you to get honest with yourself. What if, if you're wanting to buy a bottle of Baileys, are you kind of telling yourself that you'll just have a couple over the Christmas period? Or are you saying, I want to buy and drink the whole bottle of Baileys? You see, often we buy something and kind of tell ourselves at the same time that we'll have just a little or just the one. We think we'll buy the six pack of mince pies and just have the one, but we don't have a plan for the rest. Or we'll treat ourselves to some chocolates and just have a couple, but as I said, don't have a plan for the rest. 
So in addition to asking yourself, what does this food or drink mean to me? I want you to ask yourself, what is my plan for eating it? What does that look like? What is my plan for the rest of it? Maybe we assume that others in our house will eat them and they don't. And I have to say, I find that so annoying. I wish others would eat and drink the foods and drinks that I like so I can buy some and just have a little bit, but invariably they don't. So assume the worst. Assume you buy the panettone thinking everyone will have some and then you discover you're the only one wanting to eat it. What will you do? Will you eat the whole thing? Will you bin it after you have the one or two slices that you want? Will you serve it to visiting friends? You could probably, of course, cut it up and freeze it. Yes, you can throw away the excess. It doesn't matter what you do, but having a plan and being honest about whether that plan will work for you will go a long way towards helping you not overeat this festive season. Now, as I was saying, the other question I just mentioned is, what does having this food and drink mean to me and why? By the way, these questions aren't in any order. I'm not suggesting you ask all of them at the same time. Pick and choose an experiment with contemplating them as you see fit. And also, I really suggest you write out your answers. You might find that writing them down helps you uncover more of your unconscious thinking than if you just muddle through them in your head. So asking yourself, what does this food, having this food, this drink mean to me and why, will help you understand what you're wanting the food and drink to do for you. The reason we want anything in life is because of how we think we will feel having it. So be curious about how you anticipate having whatever it is will feel like. Often, especially at Christmas, it's not about the actual having of the food, but about the associations we have with the food. Take Christmas pudding, for example. I have a very fond memory of having the sixpence hidden inside the homemade Christmas pudding that we all as a family had contributed to having a stir of when it was made. And we've made a real thing of soaking it in brandy and then lighting it with a sprig of holly on top in our house now. All of the pleasure I get from Christmas pudding is from these things. It has nothing to do with eating it. I don't even bother having a tiny portion just to partake in the eating of it now, as I might have done before. I love serve Christmas, serving Christmas pudding. And I confess I don't make my own and I don't stick any sixpences into it because I don't want to run the risk of having someone choke on them during Christmas Day. But we do, as I said, turn the lights out cover it in far too much brandy, put a pretty little holly sprig on top and then light the, the pudding and make an entrance walking into the dining room, burning away with its oh so pretty blue and orange flame. That is enough. We can get so much pleasure from that without actually eating it. So get clear on what the food and drink means to you and contemplate maybe you don't want to eat it or eat as much of it. Also, once you know what something means to you, you can consider whether you can create the same experience without the actual consumption of the food. If you suspect it's not giving you any nourishment and that it will hinder your weight and health goals. And that reminds me, I must get some chestnuts in to roast and eat those around the fire. That creates a great experience. And of course, again, it's not about the chestnuts, which unless I get them just right, being a little bit overdone and dry, but it's fun trying to like warm them up and try not to burn your fingers as you peel them and they smell so good. Okay, so much more than the fun of a tin of Quality Street. And the last question I want you to consider is, what choice would future me want me to make here? Future you is you in one, two, five or ten years time. Imagine yourself in the future. Imagine yourself benefiting from having the health and weight that you want based on the food choices you make this Christmas. 
Does future you want you to have that evening portion of cheese and biscuits or that chocolate orange or that tin of sugar coated nuts? What would you be choosing if you consider how you can take the best care of her? Okay, so I hope you find this episode thought provoking and useful. Remember, when we question ourselves, we always want to be doing so in a really kind inner voice. This is about us loving on ourselves so much. We want the best health for ourselves. It's about taking care of ourselves so that we always want to be asking these questions with curiosity and compassion. And to recap, the questions are, am I hungry? How will this food and drink nourish my body? What would be even better than this? What's the plan for the rest of it? What does having this food and drink mean to me and why? And what choices does future me want me to make here? All right. And if you would like to work personally and privately with me in 2024, check out the private coaching information at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash private and www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll. And you can explore the information about the food freedom, private coaching and the VIP membership of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. Okay, thank you, everyone. Have an amazing festive week and take care. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.